it, it's cool. I don't know. It's just I've never been so connected with another person before, like boyfriend or not. It's it just has really brought us closer together. And again, like I said before, it's like a whole new aspect to our relationship that we wouldn't have had if we didn't do Sweet Simple Vegan. Welcome to the Vegan Manly Man Podcast. Hey guys, what is going on? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Vegan Manly Man Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Singer, and this is the show where we talk about self-growth, plant-based living, and sharing the message of love, compassion, and peace for all beings. Before we get into the show today, I want to give you guys a chance to win some free stuff. You've all been so great about sharing the show with your friends and family, and I want to just give back and say thank you for listening to the show. So what I have is a bundle prize package from a company called Everyman Jack, and it's filled with lots of good shit, including body wash, shampoo and conditioner, deodorant, face lotion, and face wash. All the products are vegan, naturally derived, and the bottles are made from 50% post-consumer recycled plastic. Definitely a great company. I've been using their products for the last four years, and I can't say enough good about them. So for your chance to win all these awesome products, all you have to do is screenshot the podcast episode you are listening to. It doesn't have to be this specific episode. And then post your screenshot to your Instagram story, tagging the Vegan Manly Man podcast. That's at the underscore VMM underscore podcast and everymanjack at everymanjack. That's it, guys. Just grab a screenshot, tag our pages, and you're entered. These contest rules will also be down in the show notes if you need to reference. So go grab a screenshot, tag and like our pages, and good luck. All right. Today's episode is all about vegan dating and relationships. We have two amazing guests on the show who have come together to create an amazing vegan power couple. Chris is a blogger, photographer, life enthusiast, and sandwich extraordinaire. Seriously, Chris, I will pay you to make me sandwiches for the rest of my life. And Jasmine is also a blogger, photographer, self-love advocate, and founder of the website SweetSimpleVegan.com. Together, they share their amazing food creations, life adventures, and advocate for vegan living through their beautiful lifestyle content on social media. You may know them better by their Instagram names, so without any more hesitation, please welcome to the show, Conscious Chris and Sweet Simple Vegan. Hi, guys. Thank you for having us today. Yeah, this is awesome. Guys, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Chris, we've been friends online since I first transitioned to vegan about six years ago. And Jasmine, we have not had the pleasure of meeting yet, but I have known about Sweet Simple Vegan for some time now. So I'm glad that I get you both on the show to talk about your relationship as well as the vegan dating scene. But before we get started, I like to ask all my guests the same question so that we can immediately get to know who you are and what you stand for. So what are your mission statements for life? Um, well, I would say just to be good people and make a positive change in this world, make a positive impact, and also just show others how they can do the same. That was a large part of why I went vegan. I realized I could do so much with my life in terms of affecting like the environment, the world around me, the animals, and I just want to show others that they could do the same. I love that. And what about you, Chris? I mean, Jasmine covered it pretty well. <laughs> just doing the best you can as a person and you know there's a lot of things to consider um when just basic life impact uh that you have just by existing so just trying to do the best we can and make veganism easy and approachable for everybody right absolutely and that's one key thing to take away 
that just your existence is an example and a way to advocate for, you know, doing better in the world. I have on my board in my room the same four sentences I read every day, and one of them is, today you leave a legacy. So it's not necessarily all about the big picture, but what you do on a day-to-day basis, which is just being yourself and existing. Absolutely. So I want to take it back a little bit and get to know each of you individually. You're both known for being bloggers and vegan lifestyle advocates on social media, but what brought you down that path? Was it from turning vegan or was there inspiration before living this lifestyle? Uh, for me, I you know, I started my Instagram briefly before I went vegan. I was vegetarian, but I quickly transitioned. And at the time when I started, I mean, I had the name Conscious Chris, but um, it wasn't anything serious. I just kind of posted photos of random things. And if you scroll all the way back through, it would probably take a long time. But um I really got serious about social media, though, after I went vegan and realized, oh, oh, I posted food and people really enjoyed it. Um, so I guess that was that was really the catalyst for it. Yeah, it was kind of the same for me. When I first went vegan, uh, my friends and family didn't know what vegan was. They thought I just ate like vegetables all day. And like I had uh, they thought that I was unhealthy, honestly. So I wanted to show them that vegan was so much more than that. And I wanted to show them what they could eat on a vegan diet. So I started an Instagram And it was just for fun. I just posted now and again. I was in school at the time, so it was just something that I did on the side. And then from there, I was inspired by a coworker of mine um, when I was working at a bakery. She was a blogger, and she told me, oh, like you post recipes on your Instagram. Why don't you create a blog so you can archive your recipes so it'll be easier for people to see them there? So I did that, and again, it was just on the side. It was for fun, something that I did in my spare time while I was in school, And then once I graduated college, um, that's when my Instagram really started taking off my blog as well. So I just took a leap of faith and I just started to do it full time. And here I am today. Wow, that's amazing. And what did you go to school for? Nutrition. I originally wanted to be a dietitian, um, but I, I didn't continue school after I had graduated because I wanted to go down this path. And I, I just have much more passion um, in like photography and blogging and all of that. And I'm glad that I chose the route that I did. Yeah, definitely. Well, you're both amazing photographers. I mean, if you go on your Instagrams, you can just see the content. Uh, but especially Chris, when you post your sandwiches, you definitely do the job of making me hungrier. Oh, thank you. I mean, I try. It's actually been a struggle recently because I'm doing my best to eat healthier. And when I post healthy food on Instagram, it's not what people want to see. So (laughs) I like think of these crazy things to make and it's all about that balance for sure. You know, I understand that completely. There's so many times in my life where I've gone back and forth from eating just horrible processed vegan junk food all the time to only eating, you know, whole food plant-based and feeling amazing. But uh, it's what you eat most of the time that matters. I, I absolutely agree. So Jasmine, what do you think was the catalyst for your Instagram and your website gaining so much traction? Was there something you were doing in particular or did it kind of just grow organically? Um, It kind of just happened organically. I mean, I started on Instagram like at the beginning of Instagram before like it kind of exploded. So I think I got in at a good time um, looking back at it, but I think it just kind of all fell into place. Yeah, it's awesome. I think you definitely got in at a good time because now the algorithms for social media have completely changed 
And, you know, even when I started my Instagram, I was gaining a ton of traction just from using, you know, hashtags and stuff like that. But, you know, now they want you to pay for advertising and all this other stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a whole different ballgame now. It's kind of scary because it's you, you never know what's going to happen and yeah, how, they how something's going to perform. Or you think you, you have like a great photo that everyone's going to like, and and then it doesn't it doesn't do well. And the, I don't know the rhyme or reason for it, but yeah, I think Instagram and Facebook because it's the same thing really. They're just trying to make a buck. So yeah, definitely. And I think that Facebook actually owns Instagram now. So they're kind of the ones that are, you know, controlling all of that. And Facebook is so huge. I think they have over 2 billion users. That's crazy. Yeah, seriously. That's like almost a third of the world using one social media platform. But anyways, bringing it back to you guys, tell me a little bit more about what exactly SweetSimpleVegan.com is. So like, like I said earlier, it started off as a platform where I could share veganism with my friends and family. Um, have have them learn what vegan is, what they could eat on a vegan diet and that sort of thing. And I kind of just, I'm continuing with that. And I want to share that message with the world. Um, Chris and I want to show people that veganism is sweet and simple, that it is easy to approach, um, that you can make recipes that you love eating, but vegan, we share a little bit of our lives on it as well. Um, We share like vegan travel guides, um, that sort of thing. We want to try to cover all ground with it, but it's just our creative outlet to share with people um, what veganism really is. That's really great. I didn't know that that's what that name implied. I thought that was something personal to you describing yourself, but I like that it means that veganism is sweet and simple. Um, I think that's really cool, and I agree 100%. And I think that this is actually becoming something more prevalent in vegan advocacy is what's called attractivism. And it's basically just showing people that, you know, you don't have to be an angry vegan holding up a sign at a protest and throwing fake blood on people walking by who are wearing fur to live this lifestyle. You know, you can live happy and healthy and enjoy delicious food and travel. And it's great to have people like yourselves that are really showing this side of the lifestyle. Totally. I've never heard that term before, but I like that. Um, yeah, yeah. There's such a... I don't know that people. There's such a contrast between like those militant vegans that would just protest, and uh, I don't know. It's it's so hard because I feel like if you're telling somebody what exactly to do, they're not going to want to do that. So like you have to be just as open as possible with people and accepting of who they are for what they are, and just show them how how good the lifestyle is and how much you enjoy it. And I think that should speak for itself. So yeah, definitely, man. You just have to you know meet people where they are. And understand that by you just living the life that you do and making it attractive, that the right people are going to be drawn in by that. And that's why I love the attractivism approach. You don't have to actively, you know, tell people what to do. You just simply live your life and the people who are interested will come around. Absolutely. So switching gears, let's talk a little bit about some food because that's what you guys are really known for. Chris, specifically, you are known on Instagram for creating some pretty epic sandwiches what has been the best sandwich that you've ever made you know that's really hard (laughs) it it all kind of blends together after a little while um i made a sandwich recently it was waffles for buns and then epic already oh yeah 
it, this is actually last week. My parents were here to visit and they're just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and uh, it, the, it, there's this thing called the bee leaf. Uh, it's like a vegan fried egg. I've, I've posted it a bunch and I feel like people see it and unfollow me because they think it's a real egg, but it's, it's a vegan egg, but it's made out of tofu. Um, and so it was that, but it, 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 it's like the best vegan egg I've ever had. And then it was bacon, vegan bacon from the same brand. Uh, and then it was a guardian sausage patty. Um, and there was also a hash brown on there. So wow. yeah, that yeah. that's, that's what's coming to my mind right now. That sounds amazing. I rarely get a chance to eat savory breakfast food and that sounds right up my alley. Yeah, I feel I have such a, I, I can't just eat oatmeal. It's a problem. <laughs> I don't like breakfast for me or just like, eh, I don't know. See, I'm a person who doesn't really eat breakfast. I actually fast when I wake up until after my workout. Uh, and then I have my post-workout shake and that's kind of my first meal of the day. Yeah. I like that. I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. I don't know. I like it, you know. I I don't like waking up and going to the gym on a full stomach, and I'm also somebody who can eat late at night as well because uh, I work late at night. And being a creative person, when I'm creating content, a lot of my inspiration sometimes can come at twelve, one, two in the morning. So, you know, I'm up really late, and I tend to be eating late as well. So when I wake up, I'm still like kind of full from the night before. So I really don't feel a need to eat breakfast. But, you know, I tell people all the time, like, do what works best for you. Um, you know, be on your own schedule. There's not one way for everybody to go. So for sure. Yeah. Intermittent fasting, something that I've never done, but I've been hearing a lot about recently. And it definitely seems like something interesting to explore, but definitely. So you guys recently just moved to Washington state. Yes. But you're shortly outside of Portland, correct? Yeah. yeah, we're just over the bridge in Vancouver, Washington. Cool. So do you guys go to the city a lot? Are there certain restaurants that you guys like to visit often? Yeah, we've been – I mean, usually when we go out to eat, we'll go into Portland just because um, the, the vegan scene there is – it's thriving. It's really – it's really uh, – it's amazing. I mean, we're coming from L.A. where the, they have a great vegan food scene out there also, but it's a little bit different here. It's more like comfort food-oriented. Uh, there's a restaurant called Achiza that we've been really digging recently. Yeah, it's so good. It's like pan Asian food. They have uh, like vegan chicken noodle soup, and they have some vegan Filipino food, which is right up my alley. So, right when I saw that they had that, I was like, "Up, oh, sold." This is my favorite spot. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's awesome. So, what made you guys want to move from LA to Washington? It was just we we were living with Jasmine's parents at the time, and um, it we wanted to move out on our own and for the space that we wanted, I mean, we could, we could live in LA in like a one bedroom apartment and not really have a nice space to live in. Uh, and then we decided Portland, we visited here last summer and we really enjoyed it. And it was just so much more affordable to live where we are now compared to in Los Angeles. So uh, we escaped the traffic and um, I don't know. It was just, it just it, felt right. Yeah. It just felt yeah. right. I, I was living in L.A. my whole life, so I was ready to get out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's most people. You know, you talk to some people who live in these places where people aspire to go and they think like, oh, it'd be so cool to live in L.A. And then you talk to the people who've been in L.A. forever and they're like, oh, I want to get out of L.A. <laughs> I encourage everybody to leave their hometown and live somebody, somewhere else for at least a little while because it gives you so much more perspective. 
Absolutely. And to travel as well, you know, not just get out from your hometown, but go out and see the world. That really changes your perspective. 100%. Cool. So I want to switch over to the main topic of this show, vegan dating and relationships. This is a big topic in general, considering that love is the forefront theme in most of our movies, TV shows, music, art, you name it. I think it's especially important in the vegan community because it seems that dating as a vegan can bring on quite a few challenges. So let's start with your story. How did you guys meet and become a couple? So we actually met at a uh, natural product expo. It was in 2015. Every year there's a... It's called Natural Product Expo West, and it's in Anaheim, California. Um, and we were actually at a field roast party. It's like the most <laughs> story. Yeah. So we were, we were. It was like an after party after the event, and we ended up meeting randomly on the balcony at this party because it was in a really crowded like hotel suite. So we met there, and I was living in New Jersey at the time. I was out there for for work, and Jasmine was there with. Uh, for her blog so um we just we we didn't even we talked for like maybe 30 minutes yeah, there we, and then, we exchanged instagrams and <laughs> we kind of just like went on our way and um, we didn't really think anything of it at the time just yeah. because we so it wasn't uh, like love at first sight sparks flying i guess not no i mean i thought i was i thought jasmine was cute and i was like she's a really cool person um but we, I was never. I, I I actually didn't think we'd like end up dating. Yeah, because he was across the country. Um, but we kept in touch, and then we ended up at a blogger conference a month later. Um, it was a vegan blogger conference called Vita Vegan Con. It was actually the last year they ever put it on, but yeah, it was in Austin, Texas. So. We were there. We went out for Chris's birthday, and we really hit it off. And then coincidentally, a month later, I went to New York with my brother. So that's when Chris and I went on our first date and like hung out one on one. And then we Skype dated for like three or four months and then he moved to LA. Yeah. Wow. So you so you guys kind of just like stayed in touch after this first expo, Natural Products West. It was pretty sporadic for at least the first like three months. Like I feel like up until Vita VeganCon, it was like an, an occasional hey. Like we weren't really like talking that much. And then we just yeah, we, we hit it off there and I don't know. I think it's just kinda fell into place. Yeah. I think it's super cool that you guys actually met in person and then did your long distance relationship because normally it's the other way around. You know, you, you meet somebody online, yeah. you talk for a few months, and then somebody makes the move. Um, but you guys actually got to meet first face to face. And I think that's so rare these days uh, for that to happen in dating because especially now uh, in the millennial generation, you know, we've gotten to experience swipe culture and online dating and it is completely different from what it used to be absolutely yeah i mean it's it's funny because we both weren't looking to like find a partner at this event we just kind of met and or in general honestly i was just living my life and then (laughs) yeah and it kind of all happened yeah isn't that funny how that works you know i hear that from a lot of people it's like you know i wasn't looking for love or expecting anything and then all of a sudden this person just showed up it's yeah. usually the way it works. <laughs> For sure. So how long have you guys been together now? A little over three years. Yeah. So we, I moved out to Los Angeles in October of 2015 and then never looked back, I guess. That was it. That's amazing. And you guys seem to have an awesome relationship. 
So all those vegans out there listening who are hopelessly searching for that vegan partner, (laughs) don't lose hope. Just live the life that you want to live for yourself. And when the time is right, you'll be put into the situations to meet somebody who will meet you on those same levels. That's for sure. So what was it like dating as a vegan before you guys met each other? Did either of you have a non-vegan partner? So once I went vegan, I had one other girlfriend and she was also vegan. Um, I, w- I was never uh, not like I would I would have dated a non-vegan if like I liked them. But I don't know. I feel like for a vegan guy, especially there's so many awesome vegan women that <laughs> you wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like for a vegan girl, it might be different. I don't know. I, I never dated a non-vegan as a vegan, not intentionally. That's just, I guess, how it worked out. Chris was the first guy in my life when I went vegan. So, Wow. So I have experience of being vegan and dating a non-vegan, but what do you guys think that the challenges would be for you know dating somebody who isn't living the same lifestyle as you? It really depends on how that non-vegan respects your lifestyle, I guess. So if totally. they're going to always criticize you and what you're eating, then obviously there's going to be problems. Right. But if they're like open and cool about it and are willing to eat food, like eat the same food as you. And I don't know. I feel like it could be weird if you're like both preparing two separate meals every night. And yeah, I have, guess have a problem going out to other like different restaurants. And Yeah, I guess it's just like the vegan being open to the non-vegans lifestyle and vice versa. I mean, I guess it is challenging that you are like living with someone and like sharing your life with someone that kind of challenges your beliefs in a way. But I think it'll vary from person to person and like their perspective of the situation. It's one of those things that's not black and white. There's definitely a gray area. You know, some people say as long as they respect me, then we're cool. For me personally, when I transitioned to veganism, I had been with a girl already for three to four years at the time. And when I transitioned, she really didn't want anything to do with a lifestyle for herself, but she was still supportive of me. But for some reason, for me, just going through that initial transition and being an angry vegan at first, I think that I really couldn't accept that she didn't want to change along with me and it created problems in the relationship. And since then, honestly, I haven't really had a serious relationship with another girl who isn't vegan. I've had two relationships after that, both with vegan girls. Um, But I think now it's just kind of my baseline because, in my opinion, if you're going into a relationship and you know that you wouldn't be able to be with someone long term in the sense of marriage without that person being vegan, you know, if you couldn't accept them not being vegan their whole life, then you shouldn't go into that relationship because then you're going in with the expectation of somebody changing for you. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think if somebody is vegan and they're dating a non-vegan but expecting them to change at some point, do you think that is something that is fair or do you think you should just completely avoid putting yourself in that situation? I feel like it's important to accept somebody as they are. You know, I, I don't think it is. He- I agree with you. I don't think it is healthy to go into a relationship like, oh, they'll, they'll go vegan eventually or like you have to be okay with them never being vegan if you're going to date a non-vegan, I feel like. Um, right. uh, I just feel like if you have these expectations and it doesn't come to fruition, both people aren't going to be happy and it's not going to end well. Right. I think it's so tough because generally speaking, vegans are obviously a small portion of the population. And so I think that 
people kind of get lonely and then they settle for what they truly don't want, you know? So they say, well, I'll just date somebody who isn't vegan and then I'll convert them. And then, like you said, they see that this person isn't going to change and then they just end up unhappy and they kind of just repeat the cycle. And I think that goes in general for relationships is that people get lonely and then they just want to settle and be comfortable instead of just continuing to want to work on themselves and then wait for the right person to come along. You know, that doesn't mean not to be proactive, but I just see a lot of relationships where I think to myself, does that person really want to be with that other person? They just seem like they're on such different pages. Absolutely. Well, let's bring it back to you guys. What is the biggest strength of your relationship? Um, I just think that we balance each other out really well. I feel like I'm like the person that's like super, I guess, like proactive and like I'm like always wanting to work on new things and always wanting to like, I guess, add things onto our schedule and challenge ourselves sometimes a little too much and a little too bring it a little too far. But Chris is he helps like balance all of that out. He's always like super calm, level headed. He knows exactly like what direction we need to go in for like certain things regarding our business and our relationship and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, I'm more go with the flow, I guess. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we help balance each other out. It, it can be a little bit difficult working together sometimes just because like we live together, we work together. So with that obviously is going to come, we're going to have differences of opinions sometimes, you know? So just like being able to work together has been able to strengthen our relationship a lot totally. just because we are able to overcome challenges together. So it's, yeah, I think the fact that we do Sweet Simple Vegan together has really added another aspect to our relationship that has strengthened it too. Because it, it wasn't always like we weren't always doing this together. You know, when we first started dating, I was just doing vegan cut stuff. Um, and then I had my own blog that was just in its infancy. So once we merged things together, um, it, it really helped to, to bring our relationship to a next level and really challenge us both to just be accepting of each other and, and to learn from each other as well. That's awesome. I think that's something super important that anyone listening can take away is that sharing a common goal with your partner helps you to grow together as a couple. It's not necessarily having your lives be 100% the same. I still think it's important to have your individual lives and to work on your own goals, but to have that common thing together that you can work on and grow as a couple can really act as a glue and make for a stronger connection. I think a lot of people only grow individually and end up going in different directions without coming together in anything. You guys kind of already spoke on it, but you know, how important is that as a couple to share the same goals? I mean, I think, I think it's really important. I think I mean, in order to grow together, it's you, you have to, I guess, be on the same page with things. And yeah, like we're living together, living our lives together, and the fact that we have like the same perspective on things and um, are working on this like big project together, it's just it, it's cool. I don't know. It's just I've never been so connected with another person before, like boyfriend or not. It's it just has really brought us closer together. And again, like I said before, it's like a added a whole new like aspect to our relationship that we wouldn't have had if we didn't do sweet simple vegan yeah definitely i think that's really cool guys um so i want to get into another question here what is your perception of online dating i don't know i feel like it's maybe uh, online dating is a great tool for people 
I think it, it can be challenging to meet somebody in person. You have to have a very extroverted personality, I guess, to approach somebody or, uh, for us, it's, it, it's weird because it just kind of happened. Like, I don't know. We, we literally just like walked into each other on a balcony. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a rare circumstance, but um, I think online dating could be a great tool for people. Yeah, definitely. I think it could just in- increase your chances of meeting another person. You can be, um, or you can meet more people that are more like you or have like similar interests and that sort of thing. So I think it kind of just extends um, the, uh, what's the word? Like the variety of people, I guess, that you would meet otherwise. And yeah. um, I, I don't I don't see anything wrong with online dating. Like I have a cousin who she actually just married um, her husband now. They met online and a roommate and her boyfriend met online. And I think it's just another tool that people can utilize nowadays to meet more people with like the hustle and bustle of like our lives and the fast paced society we're living in. I think it's necessary. Absolutely. I agree. And, and not only that for relationships, but for friends as well. I've I've made tons of friends oh, yeah, totally. uh, online. I mean, the fact that this podcast is happening right now is just from, you know, two people online with similar interests uh, following each other, you know, me and Chris. And, you know, it's come to fruition now, uh, you know, six years later into this podcast. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great point. It's, it's we even met our roommate on on online, the Internet. Yeah. So she, I mean, she does the same thing we do, but. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely, um, an awesome tool. You know, I think there's a lot of weak points uh, on the internet as well that have kind of, you know, uh, messed up society a little bit, but I think that there's also some amazing things that have happened from it, that being one of them. So, so one more question about uh, you guys, and then we're going to move on to uh, some true and false questions about dating and relationships. But my last question for you guys is, is what is the ideal date night for you? I think going to a concert, uh, getting some drinks, and then having some dinner in not that order, but in just in those three order. things. Yeah. We actually did that last night. <laughs> yeah. We, we yeah. I saw you guys went to see Circus Survive. That's cool. I didn't even know they were still around. So, oh, yeah, it was awesome. We, we've seen them probably like five or six times together now. Yeah, so, you've we, seen oh, wow. Them like, how many times now? Pr- probably close to 50 at this <laughs> point. I've been going since I was like 14. So, that's awesome. I feel like if I went on a date, uh, you know, to a concert that that I would feel bad because I'm the guy who, you know, like runs up to the front row and then <laughs> jumps on stage and takes my shirt off and then, you know, dive and maybe you'll impress the girl. I don't know. Maybe or embarrass her to <laughs> want to go home early. But, <laughs> you know, you don't know until you uh, try it out. So that's true. And you know what? I don't want to date anyone who doesn't accept me for my true self. So right, yeah, yep. that's, the, that's the test. Maybe not the first date. but <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe like the, the fifth or, or sixth date test. You know, that's the true test right there. <laughs> Awesome. So we're going to move into some true or false questions here. And these are just kind of generally based on dating and relationships. And I just want to hear your opinion on what you think of them. Cool. So the first one is your Zodiac sign plays a role in your love life. Yeah, I think that for, for us, I think it's false. Yeah, um, it's for one thing, it's something I've never considered regarding dating. I've never looked, looked into that or looked into like, or, or considered a person, um, to be compatible based on our Zodiac signs. And I guess we were saying earlier, like, or we were talking about this beforehand, but if you were to look at our Zodiac signs, they're, I guess, technically in that realm of things, not compatible. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I used to be really into astrology and really fascinated with it. 
Um, but in, I don't know. I think it, there is some merit to it and it could be just coincidence. Um, but in our case, in our case, I don't think it really has anything to do with it. Um, or it has to do with our compatibility. Um, I don't know, yeah. but I'm going to say false. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm going with you guys on that one. I'm going to say false as well. I'm pretty skeptical of, uh, that in general, you know, just, uh, not only in relationships, but, but just like Zodiac signs and, yeah. and how they affect I, you. I read something once that I think, um, the, the star, when, when the Zodiac calendar was created, the stars were in like a completely different place. So right. wherever we were born, we aren't technically the signs that we are. And I don't know. I think it's a whole bunch of, uh, BS sometimes. Oh man, that's going to throw so many believers off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to rewire uh, everything fine. you've ever known. <laughs> if you believe in it, I support it. Whatever you believe, you know, it's, right. it's true. So. Yeah, no, I'm not knocking on it. For those who want to follow it, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with doing that uh, as long as you're not hurting anyone. So totally. But that's a good way to put it. Yeah, for sure. And, but just going kind of in that realm, I guess, um, I, I really do like the, the Myers-Briggs personality tests. And I think that those are actually really amazing at um, highlighting the strengths and weaknesses of individuals and then applying that to somebody else who you're dating. I think that's, that's, that's true. It's I, um, you know, yours, right? Jasmine? I think I'm INFP. I, I don't remember mine. I have to redo it. I've actually been meaning to redo it for a little while now. So Right. Yeah. I feel like actually as we grow as people, we should, you know, redo it every, you know, five or five or 10 years or so, cause it might change. You never Absolutely. know. Cool. Well, let's go on to the next one here. Um, so this is something that I've heard and I'm maybe still undecided on it, but, um, I mean, obviously I can only go off of my personal experience, but, <laughs> uh, this one is vegans have better sexual performance. Uh, I, I- I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, yeah, I, I have heard people say that too, but off of like experience, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to say. I'm going to say true just because, <laughs> but I have no real basis for that. Yeah, I think it would be a true in, in certain aspects, like from a health aspect, if you're eating like a whole foods plant-based uh, diet, that you would be getting the health benefits of, you know, having more energy and for the men out there, you know, animal products cause erectile dysfunction. Um Right. So I think in that in that sense that that it would definitely be better. But f- from any other aspect, I guess it's that's too too broad of a of a question. You know, yeah. it's like too broad to to assume that that one like a lifestyle can make you better. Yeah, I don't think there's any hard experience. line on it. Maybe it could vary from person to person. I don't know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think some people are just good in bed, and some people aren't. You know. <laughs> All right. This next one is for Chris exclusively. Being a vegan male is a turnoff for non-vegan women. Uh, I, in my experience, it 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 isn't. Um, I guess for some people it could be. It depends on your perception of vegans. I guess. Um, I've never told anyone I was vegan, and they were disinterested in me. Um, so I'm gonna say false. False. Okay. Yeah, I think that that one as well would be a false for me. I think that like a very small number of women maybe who are big into like hunting or, or something like that, you know, into that culture maybe. But generally speaking, I think that when women see a man, you know, living a compassionate lifestyle that, that actually would be a turn on. So 
Absolutely. All right. So this next one is one that is always up for debate online. Having kids is not vegan. Um, I don't, I don't think I wouldn't say it's not vegan. I mean, by the definition of vegan, like not harming or doing your best not to harm animals. I don't think it would be right. Um, I've never actually heard that argument. I know a lot of vegans who don't want to have kids, but I guess it's maybe because they don't want to bring kids into a non-vegan world and like make it difficult for them to like potentially creating a person who isn't vegan. Is that, is that the debate? What? Um, I think that's part of it. And I think it's also um, saying that there's, you know, children out there that need adopted. So it's like, it kind of goes off of like the whole, you know, like adopt, don't shop. So it'd be like, you know, adopt, don't have kids yourself. (laughs) I think so. I I've never I, heard that before. I feel like, I, yeah, I don't know. I, so I wouldn't say that having kids is not vegan, but I do understand that perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely think that there's a lot of children out there who do need loving homes. Um, but the, the notion of, of, you know, having kids not being vegan, I think is false. Uh, simply because, you know, as humans, we were kind of meant to reproduce. And I I think that that's just something absolutely silly and ridiculous that, you know, gives gives the word vegan a, a bad name. Um, yes. So if you ever see anyone arguing online about that, you know, don't even go down the rabbit holes. Don't worry. Yeah, that would just infuriate me, I feel like, to even have a, <laughs> a conversation about that with right. somebody who's Because the that. people who are arguing about that anyway, they're not there to, to find out information or see the other side's perspective. They just want to, you know, stroke their ego. So Totally. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like having kids is like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you want to procreate. That's the whole idea. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with adopting, obviously, and I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one here. We kind of already uh, touched on this a little bit, but uh, we'll we'll go over it again. Meeting other vegans is hard. Uh, I wouldn't say it. It depends. Um, meeting vegans online is pretty easy. Yeah. In my experience, um, it depends where you live. I guess it can be challenging. I know when I was growing up in New Jersey, or when I went vegan in New Jersey, there weren't there were vegans, but there wasn't too many. Yeah, um, as, as opposed to like me, I was living in LA and there was a, a large majority, not a large majority, a large population of vegans there. So yeah, I guess it just would depend on like where you live and if you're online, um, if you're open to meeting other people online, that'll make things easier. 100%. And I think that this question needs to kind of be broken down a little bit further. It depends on what you mean by meeting vegans. Are you looking for friends? Or are you looking for a relationship? Because I feel like meeting vegan friends is not that hard because anywhere you go, there's always going to be local groups and then there's going to be online. You can always find people, you know, somewhat near you and at least have an online relationship. But when it comes to relationships, it's, I think it's crucial to understand that just because somebody is vegan doesn't mean that you're going to have a happy relationship with them um, in terms of romance. There's so many other factors that go into having a healthy relationship. And just because both of you are vegan doesn't mean anything. I've been on, you know, dates with, vegan girls where i'm just like i don't ever want to see this person again you know sure cool all right let's move on to the next question and i think this is a good one love is determined by fate not choice Mm. i think it's probably a mix of both you know yeah i mean we met i i would say it was was fate fate. 
but then we made the choice to like pursue the relationship. So, so it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, some fate, some choice. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I think that maybe, I think that we always have like free choice and free will, but maybe there are like some predetermined like interventions in our life where we're given opportunities, if that makes sense. Absolutely. But also too, it also makes me question like, you know, some people that you see who get together and they seem perfect for each other and they have a long, happy life together. It's like, you know, did they just make that work or, you know, was that like meant to be, you know, I, I think that relationships require work no matter what. Yeah. I was but just say that. It's one of those things. Like, do you think that there's like one person for everyone out there? Um, Maybe not necessarily. I feel like, yeah, like, like you said, any relationship is going to take work, you know. Um, it's, I feel like fate or like love at first sight or, or any of that, it could be a real thing. But without having that choice to want to make it work, it's not going to. Right. All right. So the next one is going to be, it's better to stay single than be in a mediocre relationship. Uh, I'll agree. Uh, I feel like some people might stay in a relationship just because their fear of loneliness or they're complacent where they are. But I feel like if you're not living a fulfilled life with your relationship, you shouldn't be in it. Yeah, I I do understand that it can be hard, though, because if that comes um, like that comes later on in the relationship and you realize like if you've been dating for a really long time, I do understand that it may be hard to like separate yourself from the other person. But I think in general, it is better to stay single, like, and move away from that if it's not fulfilling, like, bringing you joy and, like, yeah, yeah if, if it's holding you back and you don't feel happy, it's better to just let it go. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. I think that people who stay together just for the sake of doing it, you're only robbing yourself of your own happiness, but you're also robbing the other person of their happiness too. So I always say, you know, stay single. And this is something I just posted the other day of, you know, learning, learn to love yourself, you know, during those times where you're single, learn to love yourself and to live the life that you want to lead. And that's going to put you in such a, a better place and situation to then find, you know, someone who better suits you, um, who's going to, you know, be involved in the same things that you are more common interest, uh, et cetera. But, you know, a lot of people go from relationship to relationship and nothing changes because I don't think they realize like, you know, until they change their self, because most people, I I feel like when you have a certain set of standards for yourself, you know, you're not going to put yourself in situations of being around, um, you know, other people who aren't right for you. Absolutely. Sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. I've always felt like after a, a relationship, that's always at least for me, it was, it's been a period of, of personal growth and like, you always have to better yourself at that point. And that's usually like the best way to get over a relationship is to like put all of your effort into bettering yourself and becoming a better person. So at least that's, that's been my experience. Right. Do that. And then go to a a natural products expo on the West coast and (laughs) you're going to meet your partner. There you go. That's it. That's the formula right there. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Cool. So what last bit of advice do you have, let's say for anyone who's listening and they've, you know, been vegan for a while and they can't seem to just gain any traction, um, with dating and they feel like, you know, they're going to end up alone. Like what, what advice do you have for them? I would just say, stay open. Um, just 
don't necessarily look for something, just live your life and yeah. put your energy into something that you really enjoy doing and live your passion and totally. eventually something something will will happen for you. Yeah, I was gonna say the same. Just don't force it, live your life, do your thing and everything will fall into place. I agree one hundred percent. And that's what I'm doing right now. So if uh, my future wife and or girlfriend is out there listening, then <laughs> I just need you to be doing your thing and I'm doing my thing and we will meet at the Expo West Natural Foods. Yeah, it's in Expo. March if you want to book March. your ticket. All right, I'm going. <laughs> so if you're listening and you're out there, I need you to, to please attend and I'll be there. There you go. I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, so where can we find you on um, on social media if people want to follow you more? So you can find me at Sweet Simple Vegan um, on Instagram and then for our website, it's sweetsimplevegan.com. We have a YouTube channel as well. That's Sweet Simple Vegan. And I'm also on Instagram posting sandwiches at Conscious Chris. Awesome. Seriously, guys, follow Chris and look at these sandwiches. I'm, I'm not kidding you. They are amazing. <laughs> but, but definitely check out Sweet Simple Vegan as well. Uh, guys, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and talking about your relationship and vegan dating in general. And um, it was so nice to chat with you guys. And we will talk soon. Likewise. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. No problem. Bye. Take care. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget for your chance to win an Everyman Jack prize package. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to. And then head over to Instagram and post a screenshot to your story, tagging the Vegan Manly Man podcast as well as Everyman Jack. As always, if you are somebody who is looking for help with fitness, nutrition, behavior change, or mastering the mindset of success, head over to my website, www.theveganmanlyman.com, and click on the button, Level Up. My name is Jake Singer, and this is the Vegan Manly Man Podcast.